Welcome to the Five Star Life Show, your home for content related to education, parenting, and changing wrong mindsets so you can live a five-star life. I'm your host, Coach Seth. Let's do this. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I am your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in the studio with my amazing co-host, Coach Mia. Thanks, Seth. Welcome back. You uh, took some time off. I did take some time off. It was it was good, and it's good to go, and it's good to come back. Yeah. Did you do anything special? So we did. We so I, I have I have a friend who we've been lifelong friends, and. Um, like I, I was in his wedding, he was in my wedding, our wives get along. So we went up north, actually up to Walloon Lake, and um, just hung out, spent some time. It was a blast, mm. like just beautiful. We love the outdoors, so we spent time outdoors. Uh, and then um, I painted my shed. Oh. So, you know. Nice. Like basically it was, let's, let's like get away for about, a day <laughs> and then honey there's this list i have for you if you can take care of these things that'd be great so mm-hmm. then the real work so begun. yep yeah. yep so it was uh it was like slave labor and a little bit of fun in between and uh, we, we had fun we had some other fun stuff with the kids and Good. had a great time awesome well what are we going to talk about today uh so today we're going to unpack uh lesson two we have a a lesson we filmed for 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 kids and teachers across the country um in our series we're really talking about how to rule your life Mm -hmm. and this this lesson really piggybacks if you go back and listen to a previous segment we talked about in the first lesson um, if you want to rule your life, the first question you have to ask yourself is, who do I want to be? Like, what are the virtues, the values? Who, what do I want to be known for? And there's so much chaos and confusion in kids' lives and really people's lives because we don't stop and think about who we want to be. Mm-hmm. Like, if we stopped and paused long enough to think about, like, who do I want to be? Because the problem is, if you don't like who you are, it's a problem because you take you everywhere you go. Yeah. And so there's something really empowering about thinking like, who do I want to be? This second lesson piggybacks asks, asks a second question. And the second question is, where do I want to go? Knowing who you want to be, the character traits, the values, the virtues you want to live by is foundational. But if you want to rule your life, you also have to start thinking about where do I want to go in life? Where do I want to end up? And so, you know, you think about like nobody really just randomly gets in a car and starts driving. Mm-hmm. Like you get in your car when you think about where you want to go. There's always a destination. Um, our vacation, we joke about this because we're horrible vacation planners. That's why I ended up painting a shed probably. <laughs> um, but we, 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 you know, we always think about kind of an idea of what we want to, where, where do we want to go? What do we want to do? And this is such a simple concept, but if you want to rule your life, you've got to ask yourself the question, where is it that that I want to go in the next month, in the next year, in five years, where do I want my life to go? My relationships, my career, my finances. These are some of the most empowering and exciting questions. And people who ruled and, and live their lives well, live five-star lives, they're all marked by being people who 
took time to think about these foundational questions in life. Who do I want to be? Where do I want to go? If you would have asked Abraham Lincoln where he wanted to go, he, he, he wanted he, his whole life, like as he ran for president, saw the division in the nation. He saw that the country was probably going to be split up and divided. And he knew, I, I want to bring this country back and I want to end slavery, but then I want to heal the nation mm-hmm. after we fight. Uh, MLK, like, like he had a vision for where he wanted his life to go. His life was cut short because he had such a clear picture and the world couldn't handle it. So he, he wanted to, he, he knew that, man, where I want to go is I want to live in a country where people are not judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. And so the, the, the people throughout history that had the most impact all are known for asking very simple, basic questions. Because once you know who you want to be, once you know where you want to go, then you simply, you simply start to form your choices and your life around that destination. We always get the question, and as you're talking about it, I'm also thinking how many people are going to say, oh, but I'm not, you know, I wasn't, I'm not a visionary like Martin Luther King or Abraham Lincoln, and, you know, it's too big for me. Like, where do I start? Well, I would say this. I used to say uh, the same thing. I'm just not creative. I've always had some vision, but I've ne- I never thought of myself as creative. And, and I've, I realized one day, that that's an absolute lie. <laughs> so everybody can communicate. Everybody can create. Everybody can imagine. So, so the lie is that, basically lies are things that stick us in a box. Mm-hmm. And if we believe those lies, we are the stories we tell ourselves. And so if I tell myself I'm not creative or I'm, I'm not creative or I don't have an imagination or I'm not a visionary, well, then that's the box you limit yourself to. Right, So the first thing I want to challenge anybody out there that's thinking, well, it's good for Martin Luther King, good for Abraham Lincoln, good for you, Coach Seth. Uh, you're a visionary person. And I would say baloney. Um, like, you ever play that game, BS, the card game? Not in a long time, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fun game. My kids love it. Probably just because they get to say BS. Uh, but, but they love it. And basically what happens is you call people out when they're lying. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes you got to call yourself out, and I'm calling you out. Anybody's listening that says, I'm not a visionary, I'm not creative, that is absolute BS. The truth is you haven't disciplined yourself to sit down and create enough space in your mind to dream, to imagine. Everybody is creative. Just do, go to the internet and type in neuroscience and the power of imagination, the power of the brain, and it will, you will see all kinds of research, all kinds of videos, all kinds of TED Talks about the fact that we're all created to be creative. Mm-hmm. We're wired for brilliance and genius. But we don't do what I'm asking everybody to do right now. We don't sit down and ask ourselves the question, where do I want to go? Like if anything was possible, where would I want to go? This is a, like we're not talking about mental health. We're not talking about anxiety and depression. But this is a cure. This one question is a cure for all these mental health issues. The reason we're depressed and anxious and upset and miserable is because we don't pause to think about where we want to go. You start dreaming about where you want to go. Oh, my goodness. It starts to get exciting. Mm -hmm. I think 
it's a scary thing for people though um to probably unplug i mean i'm thinking of all the mothers like when am i going to do that i have three kids in school you know blah 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 blah. we can all have a million excuses you have any advice (laughs) we're all overwhelmed right Mm -hmm. and so the question is where do you want to go do you want to stay in this cycle of being overwhelmed do you want to continue to tell yourself that this is your lot in life and that this just is what it is. You can do that if that's what you want. That's the great thing about um, human nature is we can thrive or we can survive. And I was talking to a group of parents about this very thing last night. And there's a a lesson I taught a couple years ago. And I was just telling students, I'm like, well, it's interesting because, um, you know, being disciplined is hard. Being lazy is hard choose your heart. Like working out is hard. Not working out is hard. Choose your heart. Eating healthy is hard. Not eating healthy is hard. Choose your heart. Like relationships, doing them right, dealing with conflict well is hard. Avoiding conflict is hard. Choose. So I would say the same thing. Like when you stop and think about where you want to go, in the vision you have, you're using your imagination. It's hard, but your situation right now is hard. So choose your heart. Life will always be hard. It will never be easy. So choose wisely what version of hard you want to have. And when it comes down to it, having control of the hard things you do you find significance, you find satisfaction, you find fulfillment. Why? Because you're not stuck in the cycle, you're unplugged, and you're actually doing hard things that are taking you somewhere, which is what life is supposed to be. Right. That's when we truly start to die on the inside, when we're no longer moving towards something that we want to move towards. We're visionless, we have no imagination, we're on the hamster wheel. So it's time to unplug. That's good stuff. All right. We'll take a quick break. We're going to come back and do another segment talking more about this. Go to fivestarlife.org to get involved, to learn more. At Five Star Life, we are changing the face of culture through education and sports by changing the most important piece of a human being's life, their mindset. If you are interested in being a part of our journey, please visit fivestarlife.org for more information on volunteer and donation opportunities. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I am your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in studio with Coach Mia. Thank you, Seth. And we were just talking about where do you want to go? It's the question you've got to ask yourself. There's a few questions that we, we challenge students, teachers, people. There's three core questions, okay? If you want to rule your life, you got to ask yourself the question, who do I want to be? Mm-hmm. What are the virtues, the values, the, the, the things you want to live by, be known for? Where do you want to go? What impact do you want to have in the world? So we're unpacking that second one. Like, where in the world do you want to go? And this is like one of those questions that is so simple but so profound. And the key to that question is really tapping into your imagination. And when you imagine, you step back and dream a little bit. And for me... As a kid, I imagined uh, my my aunt and uncle took me um, to the 1987 
World Championship basketball game. Wow. So it was the Detroit Pistons against the LA Lakers. So it's the old bad boys, basketball lovers, Pistons fans. Uh, you, you you know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> and I, I honestly, it just took me until I was I was like in my <clears throat> 30s when I finally realized like nobody likes Detroit Pistons except for people from Michigan. It's kind of like Christian Leitner. Everybody hates Christian Leitner <laughs> from Duke. And um, like everybody hates Pistons. And I live obviously in Michiana, in South Bend, Indiana, where, you know, you're an hour and a half from Chicago. So the Bulls, obviously Michael Jordan, uh, had a hard time with the Pistons. The Pistons gave Jordan the business. They had this whole thing called the Jordan Rules and like just messed him up for several years. And then, then they finally beat the Pistons. And I, I tried to talk about that. But my, my imagination from going to that game was this is what I want. Mm. I want to play for the Detroit Pistons. I want to I want to play for um, Michigan State. I want to be a, go to college, Michigan State. I want to do this. So I, I I had a track for what I where I wanted to go. And some people are like, this is so, like this is just so dumb. Like I understand there's people listening that are like, okay, using your imagination. It's like we're at a Disney park and we're just playing make believe and okay, I'm supposed to use my imagination. And that's a big part of ruling my life. I don't get it, coach Seth. But if, if you think that way, you're totally missing it because your imagination is core to how we're wired up for success. If you can't see it, you won't believe it. If you can't see it, you won't move toward it. If you don't first have a, and if you don't imagine it, um, you will never move out of the circle you're in, out of the limitations you've set up for yourself. The only way for me to act and to do something out of my current cycle, my current habits, is for me to have a vision outside of where I currently am functioning that says, I want to go over there, so I'm going to have to start moving. Right? Why do we work out? Because we see pictures of ourselves when we're younger, we're like, I want to look like that again. Right. Or maybe we never look like that. We're like, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to do this. So we think, I want to go there. And, and so th- this is core to our being. You know, I think there's there's freedom in allowing yourself to go there. And I think as you get older, sometimes you you don't allow yourself to do that. I mean, I think we're so in tune with mindset and just from our words from obviously from what we teach. But as I've gotten older, I see how like you're you're more free when you're younger and you can have these big dreams. And then as you get older, you kind of almost feel stuck in a way. But it, that and that's the dangerous part. That's because we're told parents, adults are totally fine with little kids dreaming using their imagination. But there's something interesting that happens at adolescence when we start teaching along with responsibility, which is with, it's one of our five life values. But what we do is we don't teach this properly. We teach kids to be practical. Mm. And practicality has its place for sure. You have to have practical knowledge. You have to have a knowledge base. You have to have practical skills. And so what happens is you have this fear-based adulting, fear-based parenting kicks in and you think, oh my gosh, all they want to do is dream about blah, 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 but they don't make their bed. 
or they can't get out of bed or they don't know how to communicate. And so as parents, as adults, we're like, hold on, forget the dream, buddy. You just need to learn how to actually connect with a human being. Mm -hmm. And so what we do is we, we chop out the imagination, the dream, when we should be doing the reverse. We should say, listen, if you want that dream, if you want that imagination, you know, at some point you're going to have to learn to look somebody in the eye and have a conversation. Or you're going to have to learn to discipline yourself to fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a practical part of this that will get them to their dream. Because, you, you know, a, a dream without a plan, without discipline is just what, you're just taking a walk. Right? You're, you're, just, you're just wandering around aimlessly. You'll never get anywhere. So I think that's part of it. And I think that's where people get hung up. It's like, you want me to imagine being in a different place or living the life of my dream when I can barely pay my bills right now. You want me to imagine being in a great relationship when all I've ever experienced is toxic relationships. Like I've cut myself off. I've cut my heart off, my mind off to that dream because I've been hurt so badly. It's too painful. Mm-hmm. I get that. Man, but there's always somebody that did dream. You know, I think of like when I went back to school, how many women that were like, oh my gosh, yeah, I went back to school. My kids were toddlers. And I'm thinking, I I struggled and it was just me. Yeah. But, you know, some um, one had three toddlers and she went back and finished school and then got her master's. Mm-hmm. And you're like, man, that's it's that taking that step. And it goes back to, the, we, we talked about this in the previous segment, choose your heart. Like, it may be hard, but when you're doing hard things that are moving you towards your destiny, the destiny you've chosen, that you're excited about, hard becomes fulfilling. When hard is just in the rat race, on the hamster wheel, and it's a dead-end cycle, it is hopeless, it leads to depression, and then you have those really dark thoughts. And then you don't like yourself, because you're disappointed that you've settled. So... I think there's there's this incredible key. If you want to live a five-star life, you've got to tap into your imagination. And realistically, st- statistically, the truth is like 25% maybe of people are listening will actually act on this. But like statistically, about 25% mm-hmm. will actually take this and do something with it. The other 75 at varying levels will say, man, that's really good. That's Boy, that challenged me. And then walk out the door and get back on the hamster wheel. Mm. Right? We, we live on the hamster wheel. Yeah. The only way that we move and change our trajectory is by intention. Uh, so so pr- pretty simple stuff, but very, very powerful stuff. Um, one of the things that... Uh, that I share with kids. I want, I want to share a story. I'm going to wait till the next segment. But there's some, there's a, a really incredible story about twin brothers that their circumstances were the same. And I think that's where we get hung up with imagination is we think about our circumstances. Mm-hmm. So I want to share that story in a little bit. But I, I, I last night talked, uh, spoke with a group of parents and it was so cool because I've had these same conversations with this group of parents and had a dad that was him and his, uh, his daughter and his kids are in our program We have this unique program that basically it's not just for kids, not just for parents. It's a hybrid program. So it's, it's families are coming. Uh, 
And we're going through this content together. It's fun. Um, but then we split to actually dive into it and break it down. And the first night, this dad just said, um, we, we were talking about imagination, talking about like, who do you want to be? Where do you want to go? And he said, where do I want to go? Like, I, I, I can't even really think about that. I have such a hard time because I feel like I've tried and I've tried and I've tried and I've tried, but at every turn I've just failed. All I'm, all I'm doing is failing and losing. And so I, you just kind of give up. I feel like I'm just surviving. Well, we walked through six weeks of curriculum and, and sessions. And last night I just say, get one every parent, just give me a recap of like how you're doing. And he's like, he just said, Seth, I have made so much progress. He said, I, I, it's hard to explain. It's like, my life's not perfect, but I started to, I started to imagine where I wanted to go. I started doing the things that we talk about here in Five Star. And like all in every area, I've made progress. I have made so much progress. And you can see the confidence, the excitement, the hope. And it, he was at the lowest of lows. And it, I mean, just think about it. six weeks. Mm-hmm. He's at a totally different place in his mindset. Just because he started to move in that direction. Mm-hmm. And he feels empowered now. Instead of like he's a hamster, like he's in the system, he's unplugged. The other part of that too is you met once a week. Consistently. He did the work. You know, it's not like you called him every day and said, hey, how you doing? No, no. These people are all doing the work. Mm-hmm. And they're all doing the work and they're all vulnerable and they're all being honest with themselves. Mm-hmm. They're not playing a game. They're not, there's no, there's none of that. And so we have, it's amazing how much our life can change in six weeks. But think about how much we can change in six months. Yeah. Think about six years. Scientifically, you know that our whole body, re, every every cellular body is regenerated every seven years. I mean, you can rebuild your organs. Mm-hmm. You can be a completely different person in seven years. So if health is your issue, you can rebuild your entire body. Everything's gone in seven years. You have a new body every seven years. What are you putting in it? All right. We're going to take a break right there. Go to fivestarlife.org to donate, to get involved, to learn more. At Five Star Life, we are changing the face of culture through education and sports by changing the most important piece of a human being's life, their mindset. If you are interested in being a part of our journey, please visit fivestarlife.org for more information on volunteer and donation opportunities. Welcome back to the Five Star Life show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in studio with the one and only Coach Mia. Thank you, Seth. Gosh, we were having an incredible conversation. We are. We're talking about how you can rule your life. And there's one question um, that we've really focused on today. There's three questions in a series that we teach kids that if you want to rule your life, they're really important questions. We're so busy, Mia, Mm -hmm. that we don't pause long enough to even ask ourselves questions. Um, Who do I want to be? Where do I want to go, which is what we're talking about today? What impact do I want to have on the world? We'll cover that another time. But where do I want to go is so exciting. You know, we're wired to grow. We're wired to achieve. We're wired for success. We're wired for growth. Like our brains are so wired to the reward part of our brain 
actually gives us a reward, this, this little hit of dopamine when we accomplish things. Why is that? Because genetically, our body is just trying to tell us, you can do more. You are capable of so much. This is not to overwhelm us. It's to inspire us. Think about what greatness could really look like. If we become, like, think about the, the best version of you. And I'm just going to say this. Your idea of the greatest version of yourself, I'm going to say it's maybe one one-thousandth of what's really, what you're really capable of. We, and what we're afraid of is that we think too highly of ourselves. And it's, it's not possible that you can outdream or outimagine what, what ultimately is inside of you. So say that again. You were saying that we think too highly of ourselves, like we can't attain? No, no. I, th I think, I might have said that wrong. I think we think too low of ourselves. Okay. We're worried about being arrogant. We're worried about being dreamers. We're worried about being out in the tulips, um, not in touch with reality, which I get that. But that's not what I'm talking about talking about using your imagination. Um, I'm going to pick on Brandon, who's our, our producer. He's, he's not on a camera, <laughs> but he's a, he's a history teacher who's now on staff with Five Star, and he's helping us do research for our curriculum. And we, we're talking about historical figures that impact the world, change the world. And we were talking about this idea that like one of the issues with our current educational structure is we've kind of lost classical education. We now teach memorization in some kind of, it's kind of a clunky system. Again, I can pick on our education system because we're in there. We're, we're trying to be part of the solution. I'm mm -hmm. not blaming anybody. I'm just saying the system is broke and you can go anywhere and everybody's going to say the same thing. Yes, we agree. Teachers, everybody's like, yes, we need to change this. But how do you change it? You get back to helping to teach the power of critical thinking, using logic, using reason. And the question, where do I want to go, is tapping into that side of the brain that kids no longer being taught those things. They're being, it's like information download. Open their brain, plug, it, plug information in there, try to remember, remember it, and then go on. Mm -hmm. And maybe you can be a teacher or a lawyer or a doctor. So classical education was all about exploration, was all about getting to truth, was all about using logic and reason to understand the world around us. That, that was core to living in a republic. And Brandon was saying how he, he actually was in D.C. Uh, it seemed like he was there forever. We we're like, when does Brandon come back? <laughs> but he was in D.C. and he got to tour Thomas Jefferson's home. Is that right? Monticello. The Monticello. So he toured the Monticello and he said he went into this room. He said it was fascinating because Thomas Jefferson, we, again, we don't, we don't really tell their stories well. These truly were brilliant people. Because we have all this technology, technology, we wrongly think that we are so much more enlightened and so much further along. And I get the technological advances but in terms of being great thinkers and having great minds, we are uh, several steps behind. The example I'll use from Brandon is he walked in the room and he had all like all over his house, he had all kinds of inventions. Just like simple things that made his home function better. 
So he mm. was just thinking like, how can we conserve space? Let's put a bed on the wall and make it go into the wall. And then it won't take up too much of the other room or this room. And okay, there's French doors here. We can have this. Instead of using both hands and opening two doors, we can put this wire here and it opens both of them with one pull. And then instead of checking the direction of the weather, he figured out a way to put the, the, the weather, the direction of the weather, he wired it from the top of the roof where it reflected down and there was something in the top of the ceiling that he could just walk in the room and look up and see, oh, the wind's blown out of the east. Wow. I did not know that. So all, my point is this. They tapped into their imagination mm-hmm. and they had time and, and they had some margin in their life where they allowed themselves to imagine things that could make life better. What we think is, is what it is. I don't know anything about that. Well, I don't know how to do that. We have all, we build up all these walls, all these obstacles that limit us of why we can't. It's amazing. We imprison ourselves by our lack of imagination. And I think we also label people that have extreme imagination as almost like crazy or, oh my gosh, here they go again. They're, you know, coming up with something. I mean, like those inventions. Yeah. And what, what they are, honestly, what I believe is I think they're more normal. I think that they're more normal models of what would be possible if we would shut off the TVs, put away the phones, and if we'd give ourselves, like, think about that. If we would just shut off the TVs, put down the phones for a month, and if we would spend that time giving ourselves a little more margin to read, to dream, to imagine, it would be amazing what we could do in our relationships, what we could do in our personal lives, what we'd see in ourselves. Mm-hmm. Th- th- there is so much to that. So I wasn't trying to get off on a tangent. No, that was a good tangent. <laughs> So here's the question. Where do you want to go? And whether it's, you know, in your relationships, in your career, in your family relationships, in your finances, um, in your health, in, in the way you see the world, maybe it's your own mindset, you're like, I don't like the way I think. Well, you know, you can change the way you think. Some of you, you may not even like your personality. I, I meet people all the time that they don't like themselves. They don't like their own personality. It's like, well... Think about where you want to go with your own person. You can change it. Who I was at 12, at 21, at 31, and now at 44, my personality keeps evolving and changing. Like I'm a better version of myself than I was even a couple years ago. Why? Because I get to think about who I want to be. And when I give myself enough margin and when I have great people, around me, a great team that can point out some of your blind spots. You're like, okay, I want to, I'm going to start to work on this thing over here. I want to, I want to change this area of my personality. I don't want to go there anymore. I want to go over here. We have so much power to rule our life, but it comes down to tapping into that imagination. That's, that's the starting point. You, I think you just made a great point it, for me. It resonated with me because I think we do this more than than we give ourselves credit for. You know, even if you say something the wrong way, you're thinking, oh my gosh, I, I don't want to answer like that again. So you're yeah. tapping into that, mm-hmm. but you just have to be, I guess, more aware, maybe expand it. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Um, 
being aware of how we come across that yeah, that's huge for relationships. It's huge for even how we view ourselves instead of staying stuck. I mean, the, the popular thing right now that I think is kind of being uncovered is this propensity to just say, well, that's just how I am. Mm-hmm. But I think people are realizing, eh, that's not so, <laughs> that's not so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look good on people. <laughs> it's just who I am. That's not, that's not very good. So uh, I want to encourage people, go to fivestarlife.org. So if you're tuning into this and you're enjoying this, I would love to hear from you. You can reach out to us on social media. You can go to our Five Star Life website, fivestarlife.org. It's the word five, the number five, the word star, the word life.org. Uh, just go and click on the contact us button and send us an update, what you're learning, what you wish we would talk about, any tips. Um, we would love your input. Also, if you want to bring Five Star Life, you think these principles are helpful to you or be helpful for a school near you or kids, bring Five Star Life to a school near you. Um, also, if you want to get involved volunteering or you want to donate, uh, we are a nonprofit, a 501c3, so it's literally tax deductible, your gift, and you can help us change culture. Go to fivestarlife.org. At Five Star Life, we are changing the face of culture through education and sports by changing the most important piece of a human being's life, their mindset. If you are interested in being a part of our journey, please visit fivestarlife.org for more information on volunteer and donation opportunities. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I am your host, Coach Seth, and I am joined in studio with the amazing co-host here, Coach Mia. Thank you, Seth. So I, I want to, in this segment, just just kind of wrap up. If you know, the, there's four segments here that are all kind of tied to this idea of of ruling your life, and by asking the question, "Where do I want to go in life?" And so it's tied to that. And there's there's a great story I read about a a set of twins uh, who twin boys, and their mother died while giving birth, and. Their father did the best he could to raise those those boys, but he was overwhelmed. He was so disheartened and fell into depression over losing his wife. And just, we talked about the, the rat race, the hamster wheel. He got into that cycle and it, it, he slipped into depression. And he then turned to alcohol. And um, it just, his life kind of spiraled down this bad path. And so a, a reporter actually interviewed um, the, 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 he was in, he was like a psych major. He was involved in psychology. And so he's, he was like, man, I, I kind of like to do this story, but I'd like to study these, these brothers. And so he, he interviewed these, these boys um when they were, I think there was, by the time they were 16, he interviewed them and just asked them kind of like, where, where do you want to go in life? You know? And, um, basically the, the two brothers had interesting takes. The first brother said like, I have no, I mean, I know, like no idea. I mean, when I had no mother and an alcoholic father now, like, where do you expect me to go? How, how would I have a clue what I want to do being in this environment? Privately interviewed both of them. He went to the other brother, and the brother said, I, I want to be a doctor. That's, that's where I want to go. And fast forward 20 years, that reporter followed up 20 years later, 
to see if he could find those two brothers to see what came of mm. them. And he sadly found the other brother very quickly because he was living in the same home with his alcoholic father. He himself had turned to alcohol and was just surviving life. And the reporter just asked him the question, you know, I interviewed you 20 years ago and I asked you where you wanted to go. You had no idea. How did you end up here? And his answer was profound. He said, given that my mom died, never knew her, didn't have a mother's love. My dad turned to alcoholism, never gave us the support, didn't give us direction. Like, where else would you expect me to end up but to follow in his footsteps? The reporter then found, tracked down the other brother who actually was a, su a successful surgeon and asked the exact same question. How did you, like you said you wanted to be a doctor, how did you end up here? He said, given the fact that I lost my mother, like she, she gave birth to us and died in the process. My father turned to alcoholism. I told you I want to be a doctor. Like I told you that. Like how else did you expect my life to turn out? Because I imagined being a person that could prevent any other kid from experiencing what me and my brother experienced, losing their mother. I wanted to make sure I could save lives and save families. And so you have two brothers, same upbringing, same circumstances. Mm -hmm. One asked himself the question, where do I want to go? The other one made excuses for why that'd be a silly activity, a silly exercise that'd be futile because of my circumstance. Can't you see my circumstances? Mm -hmm. And I think that perfectly summarizes probably the reason we wouldn't like actually use our imagination. We get caught in our circumstances. So think about which brother you want to be. As we're talking about this, I just thought of something I do with my grandkids is um, one of my daughters used to live where you could hear the trains. So we'd go to bed at night and I'd say, do you hear the trains? Where do you want to go? And it became this tradition. And we just did it last weekend when I was down there with them. And you know what? Every single time, it's not like they go, hmm, they always have a place that they want to go. Or where do you think the train's going? Or what do you think's on the train? So, you know, it just I, I just love that. And it, it brought it back to me. Yeah, you're so creative. That's a great, that's a great fun practice. And, it, and it's the cool thing about that is you're actually teaching them how to tap into their imagination. I mean, that, that is so simple, but so powerful when kids can learn how to dream, how to imagine. It stays with them. Mm -hmm. Th this is something that, like, as parents we and grandparents, we really need to think about. Like, what are we training our kids to think about? Like, are we training them to, in the words we use in our own actions, if we stay on the hamster wheel stuck, what are we modeling if we go after things to pursuing and going somewhere, that language, that vocabulary, that pursuit, kids watch from, like, like they learn from watching. Mm -hmm. And so there's something powerful about the modeling of that that they pick up on. Like this is empowering versus, well, it's not my fault. Nothing I can do about it. Can't change it. Right. Pretty powerful, pretty profound stuff. Mia, when you think about uh, where you want to go, 
where, where is it like, I'm just going to put you on the spot a little bit here. When you think about, is there, is there one area of your life you're like, yeah, I want to, I want to take a moment to do this exercise. Him. I, you know, I, I actually fortunately have been doing this. I think this year at mine was health just because I watched my mom get older and I watched her be a little more frail. And I was just like, you know what? I need to really focus on me uh, to get stronger. So I have done that. I'm always uh, trying to get better, I guess, with my uh, <laughs> my attitude and those kind of things. And um, but yeah, how about you? That's good. And and you like the growth. It's fun because we're like brother and sister. We are. <laughs> so we've watched each other grow up. So it's fun to it's fun to do that together with people and to see people grow. Mm-hmm. Like it's very. And when you grow together, y- you have you have you have so much more confidence when you see other people striving and you have more trust because like, Hey, we're all working together. It's a cool thing. <clears throat> so, um, you know, mine too is health. So, you know, I'm 44 and, um, basketball playing basketball for me has been cut out of my life. So I had, you know, I get, I'm a person of habit and when a habit changes, it's like, okay, I've got to replace that with something. I can't stand just going out and running for mm-hmm. like without having a basketball or a frisbee or something in my hand. <laughs> it's just, it's, I don't enjoy it. So to me, working out should be fun. Mm-hmm. So I've, I'm trying to, I'm in the middle of trying to figure out like, where do I want to go with exercise? Like I lift weights, I do all that fine, but I have to do some kind of cardio just to help with the process. So I don't know if you have any ideas. This is, you know, call like email me with ideas, <laughs> suggestions, fun things to work out when you don't like to run. And my other excuse, my justification for not running is it's terrible for your joints. So I'm like, sure. I want to be like, I'm going to be doing five star till I'm like 150. So I, I, I can't be hobbling around into schools. So that's my excuse why I'm not going to run. We just bought a Nordic track bike and I love it. Nordic it's, track mm-hmm. bike. So, so it's, it's running, but it's good in no, your joints or bike. what? it's a bike. It's cycling. Oh, it's, oh, it's a bike. Yeah. See, yeah. I obviously have not looked into these, <laughs> these, uh, he needs a lot of. I'm in the dark ages when it comes to workout equipment because I'm such bike. a simple it's guy. Back in my uh, day, it used to be called spinning class. I don't. I think they call it cycling oh, now. Okay. So you you can compete. Yeah. It's fun. Okay, spinning. Okay, mm-hmm. I started biking a little bit this summer, so that, that that's. And I'm gonna have to move to Florida, like in the, in the winter or something. Yeah. Or get an indoor yeah. bike. Or get an indoor bike. Yeah. Yeah. We have one minute Florida left. Florida sounds like How more you fun. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or Houston. Um, so uh, I, I just want to I want to pause and just challenge people. Like, are you going to be one of the twenty five percent or one of the seventy five percent? Statistically, twenty five percent will will take this exercise seriously. It will actually take action. It will carve out time in the next week to say, where do I want to go, and like you have some areas of your life where you probably are, are already where you want to go. Like you've arrived in those areas, but there's always areas that you're not there. So pick an area and let's get busy and let's live that five-star life. And you are going to love where you end up. You'll be amazed at how fast you get there. Go to fivestarlife.org to get involved, to donate, to learn more, to bring five-star life to a school near you. <laughs>